Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters like you how to have more turkeys on your property and more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this through tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. And now, for this week's show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano, and this is episode four. Episode four, I'm going to give you three times when you can use a gobble call to call in a turkey to fill your tag. So before we get started, I want to let you guys know that I appreciate all of the reviews that you've put up on iTunes. The reviews really are what keeps this thing going, and I really appreciate hearing your comments and what you have to say about the podcast. And this week, I want to thank Grillmaster2 for his review that he posted. In his review, he said, What a great podcast. For someone who is new to turkey hunting, I'm so glad I stumbled onto this. I'm so glad Andy is able to share his wisdom. Looking forward to future episodes. Well, thank you, Grillmaster2, for the kind words and encouragement. I look forward to bringing you more episodes, even after spring turkey season has ended for all of us. Speaking of the end of turkey season, in my home state of Alabama, season is over. And, uh, you know, it's always that hangover when season's over. You're a little bit glad to get some, to get some sleep. But you also uh, miss being able to get out in the woods and see the world come back to life after a long winter's nap. Today I wanted to give you a quick rundown of what the season was like here in Alabama for me anyway. The season was frustrating, it was wet, it was cold, it was fun, it was frustrating, it was wet, it was cold, it was always fun, but it was still frustrating, cold, and wet, and still fun. I did manage to eke out three kills in Alabama, along with two misses. One of those misses was on a running turkey where I tried to get a double with a a buddy. And he did kill. I missed and did not kill. And then the second bird that I missed, I just misjudged the distance on the bird. And he was out there a little ways, about 55 yards. And uh, I thought he was a little bit closer than that. I thought he was more like 40. And the woods were very open and I just flat out misjudged it. So, you know, those things happen and uh, that's why we keep going. The season in Alabama, at least where I was hunting, the season was very strange. There was very little gobbling after fly down this season in, in many of my hunting spots. And I only sat down on birds about six times during the whole 45 day season. So that was a little frustrating. The season had a lot of highs and lows, with the highs being pretty short-lived, quick hunts, and the lows sometimes lasting for a couple of weeks at a time. You know, that really kind of sums up the whole season, really any time, is, is highs and lows, and that's turkey hunting. Now, as frustrating as the season was at home, 
my annual hunt with my college buddies more than made up for it. And for those of you who don't know, I've got a goal of killing a turkey in every state that has turkeys. So that's 49 states that I have uh, a goal of killing a turkey in. And me and a group of buddies from college who really all got into turkey hunting pretty much the same time, we started on this goal together and are working towards the goal. So we go on an annual trip out of state at least once a year. And this year we chose to go to North Dakota, South Dakota. And if we were fortunate enough to fill our tags there, we were going to go to Montana. So this year on the trip, there were three of us hunting and our goal was to kill six birds in two states over seven days. So that was a bird for each of us in North Dakota and South Dakota. On the way there, my friend Chip and I, who left from the Birmingham airport, we got to North Dakota and we found out that our friend John, was, who was coming from Virginia, was delayed. So Chip and I went ahead and got the rental car and we decided to go on out because John's flight was going to be about four hours later than we originally thought that it was going to be. So we decided to get the rental car and go on out and do some scouting. So about an hour after we hit the ground and got the rental car, Chip and I had a double down. So we had our North Dakota bird out of the way within an hour of getting the rental car. The rest of the trip pretty well went the same way. What we ended up doing was killing 15 turkeys in three states over seven days. And the trip was absolutely unreal. The turkeys were plentiful. The gobbling was good. The weather was horrible, but you just have to make the best of whatever situation you're dealt in that case and you go hunting so we were all very excited we were able to kill birds in states that we'd not killed birds in before and just had one heck of a good time all all together we were hunting mostly public land and were very surprised at the limited number of people that we saw who were hunting so if this is something you know if that's a killing a merriams is is something that you got on your list if you need a Merriam's for your Grand Slam, I'll actually be putting together a package of information about this trip. And if you're interested, I'll be happy to uh, get that package out to you. I'll let you know when I have it ready. You can send me an email to andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. Andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. And just put in the subject line, North Dakota, South Dakota, Merriam's, and once I get that package together, I'll send the information out to you. So anyway, I have lamented and bragged enough during this week's show, so let's get on with the nitty-gritty, which is why you're here, and that is to learn three times when you can use a gobble call to actually help fill your turkey tag. So gobbling at turkeys is one of my favorite things to do gobbling usually has one of two effects on a turkey it will either shut the turkey up and run him off or it will bring that gobbler in mad at the world and ready to fight basically either way you win in my opinion 
if when you gobble at that turkey and you run him off, there's a real good chance that that bird was not coming into your setup anyway, and it was probably time for you to move on and find a gobbler that wants to play with you. If gobbling at that turkey brings him in, then hopefully you won't do like I did twice this season and miss, so uh, you'll be able to fill that tag and have some turkey for dinner that night. Now, over the years, I've had a great deal of success gobbling at turkeys and I want to share with you the three times or situations that I'll break out the old lynch gobble call, the lynch box call, or the red wolf gobble tube and use those to attempt to put a turkey in the back of my vest. So the first time that I'll use a gobble call to try to have some success in the turkey woods is actually to use the call as a locator call. How many times have you heard a turkey gobble at another turkey who was gobbling in the woods? I can guarantee you I've had it happen hundreds of times. You have one turkey goblin, maybe he's 100, 200 yards from you, and there's another turkey 200 to 250 yards away responding to every single gobble that the one that's closer to you makes and it, it just it happens all of the time so using a gobble call as a locator call actually works early in the morning it works mid-morning it works late morning and it works well in the afternoon too so whether that gobble call elicits just a shock gobble in a wild turkey or it's one bird telling another bird where in the world he is. Gobbling is a locator call that works very, very well. Now, another tip that I'll give you about using it as a locator call is if you use that gobble call and you get a response, don't do it anymore. Take the gobble call and put it up in your vest. The reason I tell you to do this is that when you get that response from that gobbler in the woods, he answers your gobble back with a gobble, then you don't know if that gobbler is a lonely two-year-old turkey who, when you sit down to make a, a hen call, may come running in, or maybe he's a four-year-old bird that is just looking for a fight, and he's ornery. Now, if he's a two-year-old bird and he's lonely, he doesn't know if the turkey that gobbled at him is the same turkey that's been kicking his rear end two or three times a week over hens, so you may very well shut that turkey up if you gobble more than once. So my recommendation is once you get that shock gobble out of that turkey using your locator, your gobble call as a locator, put that locator call up in your pocket, ease into where the turkey is, and sit down and, and start to call him in as a hen, using hen calls I should say. If you do need to get that turkey to gobble at least one or two more times so you can get a better location on where he happens to be, then use a crow call or an owl call, or even try hen call at that point and see if you can get a response out of him. So that way you're not, uh, you're not gobbling at him and running him off or shutting him up at that point in time. You don't want to shut up a turkey before you ever start the hunt. That should make perfectly good sense to you. Now, one time that I've used a gobbler call as a locator call and had that work for me, it was a, a mid-morning hunt at my hunting camp, and I covered a lot of ground that morning trying to get a, some sort of a hunt together on a turkey, and I pulled out my 
gobble tube and I shook it and immediately I had a turkey gobble back at me. Once he gobbled back at me, he was close. Um, that turkey was probably not even a hundred yards from me when he gobbled. So I put the call up. I found a spot to sit down right away. I took out my slate call, made a few very sweet innocent hen yelps and the turkey came walking into the green field that I sat down on which is where I was standing when I gobbled at him and uh, he walked into that field he had a jake with him but these two turkeys they were out just roaming the roads during the mid-morning they were looking for hens and when I gobbled and shocked the two-year-old into gobbling and then I sat down and called the two-year-old came in he brought the jake with him and the jake left by himself that day so that was a good hunt but i've been using the other locator calls all morning long i've been using the crow and been hooting and been calling you know yelping and everything else to get a turkey to gobble and nothing worked until i broke out the, the gobble tube and got him to gobble all right so the first scenario that you're going to use the gobble call is as a locator call. The second scenario that you want to use a gobble call is when you're dealing with hand up gobblers. And I talked about this in the episode that I gave you six tips on dealing with hand up gobblers. So I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about it, but I'm, I'm not going to beat this into the ground. Hand up gobblers are very difficult to deal with. So what you're doing with a gobble call is you're trying to get as close to that flock of turkeys as you can and you're going to gobble at the gobbler who's in that group or with that group of hens. What you're doing is you're trying to get him to peel away from the group and come in and fight the other turkey that just gobbled at him. So that's all you're really doing there. You are getting that gobbler to think that another turkey has moved into his territory, moving in on his flock of hens, and you're trying to get that gobbler that's hinned up to break away from those hens and come over to check you out in response to your gobble. So one time that that strategy worked very well for me in particular, and I told this story in the, the episode of the for hinned up gobblers as well, but I was dealing with a turkey that just would absolutely gobble at everything that I did, but he would not come towards me at all. He had a hen in the field with him, and no matter what I did, he was not leaving the field. He was not leaving that hen. He was not coming to me. I could have sat there for the whole day. Could have sat there until dark. And that turkey was not going to come to me. So I took out the gobble box, my lynch call, and I shook it. And then he gobbled at me. And I gobbled at him again. And then he gobbled. And then I just put the call down, and it wasn't 60 seconds later, he came around where the hill came into the field, walked around there, and he didn't go any further than that. So, hand up gobblers is, is the second time that you can use a gobble call with some success. The third scenario that you can use a gobble call to fill a turkey tag is when you're dealing with hung up gobblers. So most of you out there know what a hung up gobbler is. That's a turkey that you set up on, you call to, he gobbles, he comes in, he hits a point in the woods, he continues to gobble, but he doesn't come any closer. He's out there, maybe it's 60 yards, maybe it's 80 yards, maybe it's 100 yards, 
but he will not come any closer to you. So what you can do is when that happens is put your put your slate call away, put your diaphragm call away, grab your box call, grab your hank call, grab your gobble tube, whatever you want to do, but gobble at that turkey. Again, that's going to have one of two effects on him. He's either going to shut up and leave town because he's not the dominant gobbler in the area, or he's going to pack it up. He's going to come around that blown over tree that, that's had him hung up, or he's going to come out of his strut zone, and he's going to walk over there to you and run off the turkey that's moved in in his territory again. So the one thing about using it on hung up gobblers is that you're not going to call that turkey across the Grand Canyon, but you can make him leave a strut zone or make him go around at that blow down in the road because that gobble elicits different emotions in that male turkey than hen sounds do. You remember that in nature, the hen goes to the gobbler. So that gobbler knows if he's in a strut zone, he's just got to stay there and the hen will come to him. So he doesn't have to leave that area and he knows that. But if you gobble at him, now you're threatening him is really what you're doing. But if you gobble at that turkey, it becomes a verbal threat to that turkey. And so he'll leave those areas that he's comfortable in. He'll leave those areas that he's called in hens before, that he knows that hens will come to. He'll leave those and he'll come to check you out. And that's exactly what you want to happen. So gobbling at hung up gobblers is a great thing to do. And one other reason that that turkey may come into you, that hung up turkey may come in, is that he's looking for a running buddy. If he's not a fighter and he's a lover, then he may be looking for a running buddy. And what I mean by that is um, I had a situation and it was actually Easter morning. I love hunting on Easter morning. The Easter bunny's generally very good to me. But on Easter morning, I set up in an area that I had three turkeys gobbling. I got close to the first turkey, not quite as close to the second turkey as I'd wanted to because of the there was a creek in the way. The lay of the land prevented me from being able to get a little bit closer to him. But I sat down and I started calling and the first turkey flew down and he gobbled. He stood in the same area that he flew down in and he gobbled for a little while. And then he went and got the second turkey and they buddied up. And then he went and got the third turkey that was just a hundred yards past them and they buddied up and all three of those turkeys came into me. So, you know, you, those gobbling turkeys can be looking for running buddies. They're looking for friends in the woods. They know their strength in numbers and they know that if there are three of them, that they don't have to worry about being subordinate birds because they will whip up on any dominant bird around. Now, another time that I used a gobble call to call in a turkey that was hung up, he was not actually hung up because he had hens around him. What happened that morning, it, and this was April Fool's, April Fool's Day, another day I love hunting. It's generally good to me. I got into the area, there were two turkeys gobbling, and I sat down, started calling, made some hen sounds and both turkeys fly down the turkey that was closest to me walks off and goes directly towards the other turkey and I hear them fighting in the woods and when the fight was over I took out my slate call and I started calling and didn't hear anything 
no response whatsoever. And so what had happened is the turkey that flew down and walked towards the second turkey actually managed to get a quarter moon slough from the creek in between us. And he was not going to come back around that. So I took my gobble call out, gobbled at him, because I knew he was a fighter. He'd already he'd just gotten into a fight, and he was not afraid to fight again. When I gobbled at him, he gobbled at me. I put the call down, and it was about 60 seconds later, he came walking around the edge of the quarter moon slough, and that was the end of it for him. So the gobble call is a very effective call. It works very well if you use it as a locator call, use it on hinned up gobblers, use it on hung up gobblers. It'll work very well for you in all three of those situations. Now, the last thing I'm going to tell you about the gobble call is this. Be extremely careful when you're gobbling. Don't do anything stupid. Don't crawl on a turkey to get closer and then gobble at him as you may fool another hunter into thinking that you're his target. Don't ever gobble at a turkey when you're hunting public land. Never gobble if you know there's another hunter within hearing distance of you or if you're near your property lines. Always be safe when you're in the woods hunting, especially when you're using a gobble call. Never have a regret about being safe. Play it safe in the woods and live to hunt another day. No turkey is worth shooting someone or getting shot for. So please keep that in mind. So that's all for today for episode four. Three situations when you'd want to use a gobble call to fill a turkey tag. I really appreciate you tuning in today. Next week, I'm going to see if we can get a taxidermist in here to talk about cleaning your wild turkey for taxidermy and still being able to salvage the meat. Please tune in next week. Thank you again for tuning in this week. Also, if you like the episode, don't forget to go onto iTunes and leave a review. It's greatly appreciated. We know that you have choices, and we appreciate you spending time with us. Have a great week. Be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.